welcome to Hillside Dion, a podcast where I, Taylor Cox, invite guests to discuss and debate unpopular opinions they're so passionate about, they'd be willing to die on a hill over it. Thanks for listening. Welcome back to another episode of Hills I Die On. Yay. Today we've got one of my favorite humans ever on the podcast. She is a writer, an actor, a comedian extraordinaire. Uh, most recently for Snapchat's viral show Solve. You might recognize her as a BuzzFeed favorite, a star of many a viral YouTube videos. She's wonderful and she's hilarious and more prolific than most humans on this universe. And she's here to die on a hill with us today. Please welcome to the podcast, Jen Levinson. Thanks so much for having me. Yay. I want to bring you with me everywhere to introduce me like that. I would love to be your hype man. Let's do it. Nothing would thrill me more than to just follow you around on your day to day. That sounds amazing. I honestly feel like I haven't seen you in a while, but I get to catch up on you because you are like such a prolific social media -er, Well, thank you. Which I envy and I'm so bad at. But whenever I listen or watch or consume your content, I'm like, she is just living the most fun life. I pretend really well. No. Are you kidding? You're like constantly on on vacation you're constantly out of the country and getting paid for it i'm lucky in that regard yeah. aspirational so <laughs> if you, you could add me to your budget as hype man yes yes i will be joining you I'll and be able emily to pay you approximately like two dollars per week accepted perfect you're, you're hired <laughs> More to come for free that's <laughs> amazing but that's not what we're here to discuss although i'm thrilled to be leaving with a job today uh we're here to discuss one of the more controversial hills of our time jen yes would you please tell us what that is yes i I think couples should never live together. Jen. I know. Never. Never, ever. It breaks my heart looking at you and Mike, who I both, <laughs> I adore you both. And I just see Being doom. in this space. My relationship breaks your heart. It breaks my heart <laughs> because I love you I both this. so much. And I, I personally feel that your success as a couple would be more uh, conducive to separate spaces. Okay, this is very upsetting. I thought you were coming on this podcast <laughs> to tell me we couldn't live together till marriage or some shit. I but instead, you're coming on to tell me that my relationship is doomed. No, no. <laughs> so I love you both. And this is how I feel about all couples. I think even <laughs> married couples, it would behoove them to have their own spaces. And maybe there's like sure. a sharedness in those spaces. But if somebody needs to go away, you go to your shared space and then you build this trust together and know that like, if you need your time alone, it's okay. Wife is at wife's house, husband's at husband's house. Yeah, but that's why we have an office. There's a second bedroom. True. So if somebody needs to escape to anything. Also, instead of escaping, if you have an issue, communication, baby. I agree. I think communication is essential, but I think in relationships, it's so important to have autonomy. Sure. And that goes away so quickly when you move in together okay, with okay. someone. Let's slow this down for a second. <laughs> instead of just getting into the nose, I need to hear some of the whys. So the, the first why, or the first reason for why couples shouldn't live together is autonomy. Right. Sure. So go for it. Autonomy. I think that in today's day and age, uh, uh, people develop codependencies on each other. And then when that person exits their life, there's like a trauma that's associated with that. And I think it's so important to find happiness and independence and uh, aspirations in yourself. And that goes away so fast when you're in a relationship already. 
Or does that go away when you're in an unhealthy relationship? Because I would argue that when you're <laughs> in a healthy relationship, you encourage each other to grow together, but also separately. Sure. Now, countering now, you yelled that. At my, you yelled about my <laughs> own relationship, but can you look me in the eye and tell me that I'm not an independent person? I think you are one of the most independent people I know. If anything, you're an outlier, in my opinion. Interesting. So here's going from like a psychological standpoint, I guess. Yes. My therapist tells me that only 4% of people have a secure attachment style. Interesting. Right. Which means that like 96% of people don't. So I think that based on that information, only 4% of couples that live together are going to succeed in that. I think that then you have 96% of people where you have like an avoidant attachment style or an anxious attachment style. And there, there's always, I think a power dynamic in those types of relationships where like one person is the leader and the other person is compromised more than they necessarily want to but they're doing because they want to keep the other person around and at a certain point when you live together you can't hide that shit anymore right but then counterpoint to that living together forces you to acknowledge and understand your own attachment styles so in a way it might bring to the forefront a deeper issue that you have with attachments to other people and in doing so could allow you to grow (laughs) independently and together am i right i i think that you have rose-colored glasses on (laughs) and i so respect and admire it because because again I think you fall into that four percent and I think Mike does too and I think what's rare is that it's hard for two secure people to find each other totally I think in most relationships it's like you got like an anxious attachment style with an avoidant and so then the avoidant person gets the dose of love that they need and then they run and then the the anxious person goes chasing after the avoidant sure and then that pushes them away more um, but most people aren't thinking about that when they're doing it sure. so you put them in a house together and it's just like chaos <laughs> but it sounds like it would be chaos even if you didn't live together true but I think a lot of people use living together as uh, like a, a band-aid for their relationship or let's say financial that would be a second reason sure. I mean and I genuinely have financial on my list on my list of 8,000 reasons why living together should, right. is great and not only because if I could just <laughs> never be alone in my entire life ever again I would right. be great with it but it is a bonus yeah see to. I would use that I would say to counter the financial people use financial as a reason to move in together yes but then when it doesn't work out you're spending so much money on therapy and coping <laughs> mechanisms that you to make exactly that's actually a great reason <laughs> all right all right i'll give you that financials wash then yes if, if, if it doesn't succeed if it does succeed right. then you're saving on i mean we're talking we're saving rent we're saving on ac <laughs> you're, you're sharing one netflix account what a dream but i mean you can just have, call up a friend get their netflix password yeah you yeah look let's be clear every single person i know is using my sister's netflix Sorry, <laughs> exactly Samantha. you can but, just hit up your sister that's what i'm doing yes yes <laughs> There, there are ways that you can, you know, get around financially. Yeah. But when it comes to a space, you're saving a lot. Groceries right. become a shared commodity, which is not the same when you have a roommate. Yeah, but I think it becomes an issue, again, if it's not a 100% secure if relationship. Yeah. Resentments start to build yeah, about the fridge. Yeah, and people aren't very <laughs> clear about who's covering what. And Totally. Um, I think also you're lucky in that you live in Los Angeles. You're able to afford a space that, like, in some other states or in other 
areas of Los Angeles, couples would have to share like a small space, like a loft type. Yes. I mean, uh, if it studio. wasn't for our rent control, then right. Godspeed, so, we would definitely be in a tighter quarters. Exactly. So imagine sharing a studio with your significant other and you're both in like a creative industry and sure. you're in each other's space all the time. I feel like that would be really complicated. But then we could argue that you can live together once you find a place that allows for a little bit of alone time as well a safe oasis i think that is essential but <laughs> i still think that most couples wouldn't <laughs> survive together. that's amazing <laughs> okay so we've got autonomy we've got finances Financials. uh what else you got for me i would say from a mental health perspective interesting yes i think that uh again i guess this goes back to attachment styles again but uh, there's a certain shift that happens when you you can have a really secure relationship before moving in with someone and there's space in that relationship. But then when you live with someone, it's like a total shift. You have to communicate differently. Like, let's say you're dating somebody and they're out on a Saturday night. You might not necessarily know that. But then when you live with someone and they're not back and it's like 2 a.m., yes. you're going to start to worry. That's a whole new level okay. of communication. But again, Jen one could argue that you should have that communication with your loved ones, right? Right. But if moving in together is, you know, lifting up the stone and showing off the problems, right. then the relationship isn't good. But that's one specific relationship. Yeah. <laughs> should we get into it? <laughs> <laughs> I, I know you've lived with someone. I have lived with someone. Is this someone. a safe conversation? Totally. Yeah. I, I lived with someone and it was for a lot of the reasons that you're bringing up. Yes. And before moving in together, we had uh, a certain type of communication style that then there it built up a resentment when that continued totally. when we were living together totally. and it just built up a toxic atmosphere sure so I think that in terms of like living with someone I have a lot of independence in my life yes, very and much so. um, my significant other at the time had independence too but then when we moved in together uh, there's like a certain time you expect someone to come home or yeah. certain things that weren't issues before started to become issues because totally. you start to wonder like, where are they? It's a safety thing. Like, did they get hurt? Totally. And the other person thinks like, oh, they're trying to control me. Yeah. And I think unless there's open communication on both sides, which oftentimes is not the case in right. relationships, then there's going to be built up resentments. Totally. But again, to me, this reads as a communication issue and not a living together issue. Right. And I love you and you're my favorite. <laughs> and I have no knew you in that relationship you did. and i think that it's the relationship's fault and not the living together's fault i, I think, think it's you're both, both wonderful and you know do i favor you i can't say <laughs> <laughs> am i nodding at you i might be <laughs> but i do think i know that you've been in healthier relationships yeah. since and i know that your own personal style of how you communicate has grown you also met this person in your early 20s totally. when you were or when you were fresh in school yeah. leaving school of very vulnerable time in your life i would actually add an addendum to my own hill of couples should totally live together and that you should wait to like find a person you love until like later in your 20s yeah especially before 
settling down because at that point your executive functions are fully formed you have more impulse control you know yourself a little better and therefore you're in a better space to communicate and to know another person yeah and none of those things really existed among significantly more other things that we don't have to get into (laughs) in your previous relationship that's true that being said I think that we live in a society now where you have these dating apps you have all of these outlets for people who are married to cheat and I think people look at marriage now as just like another step in a relationship not as like a big thing and the same thing with like moving in it's just like oh that's the next thing I should do and then there's like a quick escape so I don't know if most people take it as seriously as let's say like 30 years ago when like women used to get married because it was a way for them to like own property yeah right or, it was like their only survival mechanism right, since exactly. they couldn't have jobs or driver yeah, right and like it was a certificate nowadays I feel like the value of that or living together is diminished because it's so easy to do that and leave sure and I think marriage is a totally different thing than living together sure. because I would definitely I mean and there are statistics that people who don't live together till marriage stay married longer interesting but I believe that that is because a lot of those people are uh, from a religious or social right. background where divorce is so frowned upon yeah. that it's not because they have healthier re- commitments or relationships. Mm-hmm. It's because the act of divorce is just a no-no. Right. Whereas people who move in together are more liberal minded, are oftentimes more independent yeah. and more focused on happiness. And so some, and, and sometimes the best thing is to break up. Totally. You know what I mean? Sometimes yeah. that is the option. Like, I don't think everyone who lives together has a, foolproof marriage or relationship that's crazy yeah I think the biggest concern is the the reasoning behind why most couples move in together is flawed in my opinion like if it's financial or just like going off of this feeling of love Mm -hmm. I think in general love is not enough to sustain a relationship yeah a lot of people are like oh I have this emotional need that that is fulfilled by this other person that's almost like a drug I need more of that person and that to me isn't even love that's uh what yes or, or and what's the word it's it's pheromones like the beginning of a relationship right. you're you're truly putting off and receiving so so much True. that it's a little bit clouded so it might be right. another reason to like get to know your partner a little bit more grow together right that being said i a lot of that a lot of that energy softens as you age exactly <laughs> so perhaps some of us old enough to live with other people <laughs> i i also think if you look at statistics for like yeah. best friends who live together totally a lot of them aren't best friends after they oh, do totally. it i mean look i've had i've lived <laughs> with people who are like some of my favorite roommates like i've right. lived with people multiple times and i've lived with people that i will literally never speak to again right, exactly so it totally depends but that's also with any relationship that's right true. so now there's a line from nocturnal animals which is one of my favorite movies and uh-huh. i don't know the exact line but it's something like the things you love about him now you'll grow to hate I think that is a hundred percent what it's like to live with somebody. Oh, that's like, so. This is so sad. When, when you first meet someone, everyone has quirks, and you find them cute and charming and endearing. Those quirks are not as fun and cute when you're with someone twenty four seven, or like uh, they are in your space. Yeah. And I agree with you on communication. I totally. think that is so important. But I just notice in most relationships, there's always a power dynamic that seems to be slightly off totally and it just becomes 
elucidated when you're living with someone and they're in your space constantly or if they're like off trying to do their own thing and then one person's resenting the other for not including them I think novelty wears off. Yes. Absolutely. As I was doing research on this, there were studies being like, you will keep the feeling of like awe and excitement and quote unquote like love longer if you are apart and even more so if you're long distance, but it's not real. A lot of it is that it is, and it's also unsustainable. Yes. Theoretically, you can keep the power. I think it was like the statistic was like eight months longer or something because in, in doing so, you're essentially putting your partner on a pedestal and you're basically you're you're not lifting the rocks right you're able to be like you look at this person and be like oh my god they check all my boxes when I see them it's passionate and wonderful and so much fun and having been in several long distance relationships (laughs) the best yeah until it's not right that that's pheromones and that's only a certain level to me of relationship that's well that's exactly why I think living together doesn't work because couples thrive off that initial feeling which oftentimes lasts yeah I feel like the honeymoon stage lasts a long time if you maintain the space and then the moment your spaces are combined and you're in that house together it's gone I gotta be honest with you I think the honeymoon phase of any relationship is the most anxiety inducing time I mean I agree with you (laughs) most like I don't know if they actually care about me living with a partner in my and again this is all in my case or in cases of people who I know who enjoy living with their partner living with your person and allowing yourself to just like build that like camaraderie that's like deeper than just like the excitement of do I like him and we get to see each other and go on a date is so important to me it allows you to like be now comfortable in that relationship and the zen and the peace and the stability is better than any flying to x y and z to see a loved one ever yeah although I would say again that goes back to the fact that you're both secure attached people too sure and a lot of people are not and and I think especially in these relationships where it's two people who don't have the same attachment style one starts clinging to the other strongly and then the other person gets avoidant towards the clinger totally and it goes out to seek other attention elsewhere and that novelty that was before the part that you found anxiety ridden some people like that I personally don't I prefer comfort Um, but I when I again lived with my ex I enjoyed the comfort he did not so So it sounds like you may just not have compatible like love languages to get right you know (laughs) right but I think oftentimes that's also a communication thing and couples don't know how to effectively communicate that right and some couples some couples have all couples (laughs) not all couples but I think when you live with someone you can't hide those things and at a certain point um, if you're trying to hide them you just fester and build up resentment towards your partner and then it implodes and I think that's oftentimes the case with most couples I think we need to talk about the importance of hiding things right because I did talk to a couple friends who live separately and have very like safe wonderful loving relationships right and one of my friends mentioned like uh one of the things he loves about not sharing a space with his partner is the freedom to be gross yeah and I was like that's so funny and like I totally get that but like you also have to realize at a certain point with your partner like when you live together or you don't it's probably all gonna come out right like you really can't hide it to a degree and why would you want to exactly well that's what I'm saying is that these little things that before might not bother you like the smallest thing will set off a partner 
partner when you're living with them. Like the toilet seats up all the time. Or unless like, they talk about it. Unless they're like, hey, can you do that? And then both partners can find a balance. It sounds right. like, okay, would it change your mind if both you and your partner were heavily therapized before you decided to go in? Either couples counseling so. or individual therapy. So I've been in therapy for years uh, and I think it's the greatest thing ever. ever. And I, it. Yeah, it's amazing. I want, my, the, I want my therapist to live with me, not my significant <laughs> other. Oh my God. Because See, that doesn't feel like a safe space because then <laughs> I probably err in terms of clingy as well. Yeah. If that's the type I would of cling language to my therapist, that you're talking to. Same. And they would be like, this is unhealthy. Right. Why, why did I do this? It's against practice laws. Right. But yes, for our personal sake, we should be able to live Yeah. Now I also have, I mean, I'm coming from the angle of having a freelance schedule where I work remotely oftentimes. There's no autonomy in my work. Usually I'm like at sure. the, uh, the snap of a finger from a boss or someone so the idea of living with anyone whose schedule is uh, just anywhere different than mine it just ex- makes me totally. exhausted to even think about someone being in my space all the time oh, see oh, man and to me nothing is better than coming home from a long day and being like yes my person is here and we can just like veg out on the couch I can vent everything we can chat about our days and then we can watch a show and go to bed (laughs) see i like that idea a couple times a week right totally true which you can totally get yeah Yeah, and i mean i i will say in you know no relationships are perfect i definitely require more attention and like love being around people even more than mike does and even though you know him he is absolutely like a sociable person who loves craves human connection uh he we definitely had to have the conversation even early in our relationship before we were living together where i was like well i could hang out every second of the day when we're free i mean (laughs) i like have things to do but when i'm available i want to see you yeah and him being like god no (laughs) um but we've had to we've had to work on that and we've had to have conversations about it and like now you know if mike needs mike time he asks for it right and you know i've learned through heavy therapy and negotiating that him asking for alone time doesn't mean he doesn't love me right you know what i mean it just means he needs to recharge without me talking his ear off about God knows what weird thing I read of the day right. or whatever. And I think that's the most important part. And that's why you've succeeded thus far is because you guys are able to have those conversations. Sure. I think oftentimes I just notice couples will be like, oh, I need to save money or right. I just love this person. And they're totally. not talking through a lot of things. And then they use moving in together as a next step to solve any problems that they had before that they were hiding and then they don't know how to or one person is just not sharing stuff with the other yeah like i 100 percent agree with you that like communication has to happen Uh, i have a couple more some silly some real of why it's good to live with a significant all right let's hear it as per the 30 rock episode if you live alone and you start to choke or something you have someone there to save your life See, that's great. And that's what my amazing roommate Adam's for. <laughs> Adam will save your life he at any will. given moment. He's all a right, great right. friend. So we're not against living with anyone, just living with partners. Right. Got it, got it, got it. Uh, another one I have, which I suppose you could argue uh, roommates for too, is that uh, you have twice as many clothes to choose from. <laughs> interesting, interesting. Uh-huh. I mean, I do love wearing men's clothing, but then you have Same. less closet space. True. 
True. That's a problem. It was, it was a problem. Yeah. <laughs> Although I will say when Mike moved in, it was, uh, it forced me to get r- real Marie Kondo oh, up wow. in here in a way that I had not done like mm. six years prior living in LA. Gotcha. And was like, uh, so it ended up kind of being a perk. Yeah. Uh, I will say downside of living with a partner is right. you have to talk about what goes on the walls together and you Ugh. don't get the autonomy to choose what you want. Exactly. And that's not a fun conversation. I like to decorate as I please. <laughs> I totally agree. Um, okay, another one. Oh, so this one's pretty partner-centric. Um, touch is incredibly important while we're on the psychology of things. Mm-hmm. Uh, touch, like, literally builds, uh, causes endorphins to release and makes you happy. And when right. you live with a partner, you have more access to uh, a stable source of touch. That's ah. fair if you aren't in a fight over who's doing the dishes and then there's resentment and someone's sleeping on the couch. Oh, okay. Again, we're in favor of healthy relationships living together. Because if you're on the but couch, ain't nobody getting real. in touch. let's be real. How many relationships are healthy? I don't know, Jen. That's a great question. <laughs> I don't know. I would argue the optimist's perspective on things. I would argue the realist would, perspective. Well, does realist mean pessimist? No, I why would do say... You get to, why I, do you get to call yours realist? We don't know the facts. That's true. We don't. Of all of my friends who have been in relationships, the majority of them, especially ones who live together, I would say it's like 75% are doomed and 25% will succeed. Sure. And in that 25% that will succeed, many of those couples have already coupled up with other people and lived together and then failed at it. Sure. So here's the other thing is relationship success. We would have to talk about how we define it because I don't necessarily define relationship success in lasting forever. That's fair. Whereas I absolutely hope that with my partner and mm-hmm. that's my values. I absolutely believe that some people can have really meaningful, happy relationships for shorter spurts of time and then maybe grow out of each other and be like yes that was a happy nice relationship (laughs) i don't want it to go on anymore right like not all relationships have to end in like resentment and crashing and burning i agree with that yes great i do agree (laughs) with that so to that capacity i mean like you know friends who at least seem happy in their relationships right yes but i see them hiding things or putting on a guise or coming to me for advice on how to deal with things that i think should be simple things that they talk to their partner through i think it's easy to become complacent when you live with a partner totally and relationships require work and you have to put in more work when you're living with someone because quality time is so important and now it's becoming quantity time totally and that's definitely something you have to communicate with right and yeah it's hard to do that when you're living with someone you're not wrong it's absolutely different it's you know and and a lot of the when i was doing my research on this as i tried to do (laughs) uh, a lot of the votes in favor of living separately was because when you do see each other it's an event right Um, and oftentimes people who live alone that's the same thing they have to force themselves to leave the house they have to force themselves to do something special but the quiet times where it's not special when you are together and if it is a safe and healthy relationship can sometimes be just as quiet and and nice when you are with someone and you're just home and you're just like enjoying chill time. Absolutely. Like right now I'm dating somebody and we don't go on like official dates. I'd say for the most part, a lot of us hanging out is like hanging on the couch, chilling at someone's place. And I enjoy that. But then I want to be able to go back to my own space and do what I want and not have anybody judging me or telling me how to live my life. Not that he would do that, but I don't even want to consider that in my mind. I want to just be fully autonomous in my space and do what I want. Totally. I get that. And you're right. That's not a fair point. You can absolutely have meaningful like home date time without living 
in each other's space. I'll, exactly. I'll concede that point. I just have in bold, if I could never be alone again, that would be great. <laughs> Feel safe. Everyone's fine and healthy. Right. And here I am an introvert, but I also love being around people. Yes. Yeah, so you're a sociable introvert. Right. You, yeah. So I don't necessarily love being alone all the time, but I don't want to be with that same person all the time. I think when I'm dating someone, I obviously want to see them frequently. Um, but I also love the idea of having a girl's night without the guy in the space or like being able to have quality time with each of my independent friends one-on-one versus like this other person who, and I don't want the person. Which you can absolutely get when you're in a partnership. Yes. But if you're living with them, then you have to tell them to leave the house. (laughs) Well, no. Or you guys go out somewhere or you'd be like, can I have a girl's night? You know what I mean? Or you have your own space and you could do whatever you want in it and not think about how it's going to impact your partner because you know you're going to eventually see them. Sure, sure. I I don't know. I mean, I have people over all the time, as you well know. Right. Uh, Usually Mike's in the office working and it's like, he's like, great. Now you're with your friend in the family room and not knocking on the door being like, hello, (laughs) how's it going in here? You do have to maintain your independence. And if you can maintain your independence, I don't think it matters if you live together. I think that's an interesting point. I think in most cases, most people are not able to maintain that independence. Okay. My next big point that I think living together feels like almost a non-negotiable is if, what if you want children? That's an interesting point. I think oftentimes it would behoove the kids to have separate spaces too. Really? I think so because I think parents serve different purposes. Like you, they fall into patterns of yes. like what type of parenting they want to do. And I think it's important to discuss between parents how you want to style that. Um, but it gives both parents a chance to independently spend time with the children. And I, I, that doesn't mean they all can't stay at one place together sometimes. But right. it's nice to be able to go back to separate spaces and be able to confide confide in one parent over the other and that sounds for someone who calls themselves a realist that sounds pretty idealistic because <laughs> what would seem like what would happen but is it's what that, happens in divorces oftentimes totally totally and uh, do you think divorce is always healthy for the child i think oftentimes divorce is healthier for the child than living under marriage. one right 100 percent. but we're talking healthy relationships we're talking right. living together we're not talking divorce we're talking mm-hmm. raising a child living in the same home in a committed relationship right. versus living raising a child in a committed relationship and living separately and if you're in a committed relationship and you have a baby especially a newborn baby that requires time and like for someone to wake up in the middle of the night Mm -hmm. living separately sounds like it would break up your marriage if i woke up and had an infant here and had and was solely (laughs) responsible and mike didn't wasn't right beside me to help me i would lose my so i'll concede on that point yeah that's a fair point where I I can't argue on that one. Right. You could maybe move back out. Right. <laughs> at a certain <laughs> age. Right. I think if you get to the point where you're wanting to have kids with somebody, then you should be in a state where you're openly communicating totally. and the relationship is healthy enough where you're able to do that. Totally. But I, again, oftentimes that's just not the case and people use having a kid as like another next step in the relationship and then they end up getting divorced. And sure. Again, not everyone who has children should be having children. I would never argue that just because you have a family doesn't right. mean that your relationship is more rock solid than anybody else's. Exactly. Um, but 
personally right. would kill Mike if he lived even down the street. Yes, that's fair. <laughs> you probably, it sounds like you want kids. I don't even know if I want kids. Totally. So it's hard for me to even fathom consider that. that. Totally. And, and any yeah. human out there that doesn't want to have children, <laughs> more power to you. Um, oh, I do want them. So in my head, I'm like, if you even thought about having <laughs> Yeah, no, I did find a lot about solitude and, um, oh, this is interesting. This is like a little hill adjacent, but I found that reported loneliness levels are going up in America, but it's not due to people living alone or unpartnered. It's because of social media. I agree with that. I think it's so easy. And like, I have a small following on social and I look at other people. She has a huge, (laughs) Jen is famous. No, but I will look at other people's socials and I'm like, blown away by how much facetune they use how much work they're getting done i was just talking to you before we did the podcast about how a lot of my friends who i thought were using these great skincare routines have botox and they're 28 and they've been doing it for years and i had no idea so i think you don't see that on social media you just see these beautiful highlight reels and it's so easy to go on there and look at how wonderful everyone else's lives are and then compare yourself and and also going back to social media and couples there's this whole trend of influence influencers who like partner up with other influencers and pretend to be this power couple online just to build a social media following together like for instance right now uh tana mongenu i can't say your last name and jake uh-huh. paul are two huge influencers that okay. did this whole wedding thing and like oh are they the ones who like charge tickets for their wedding yes and it's oh probably all fake but like everyone's obsessed with these couples online yeah and then they expect their relationships in person to mimic that and a lot of people are very much display oriented in terms of their relationships totally. and i think then they're less focused on in-person nurturing the relationship live can we talk about you kind of experienced that i did yeah yeah at a certain point in my relationship when i think uh in my past one with the partner that Uh i lived with i think must not be named apparently (laughs) (laughs) i mean we can name it if you want but um yeah i feel like at a certain point we both were aware of the fact that this relationship was not going to go anywhere but we were sort of put in a position online with a huge platform being buzzfeed where we were featured as a couple and started being deemed like hashtag love goals and OTP and so we sort of fell into this persona that didn't necessarily match what was happening behind closed doors and it was so convincing that sometimes when things were not necessarily uh, the healthiest in our real lives, I could watch a video and be like, but look at us there. Totally. And convince even myself that. And that's the fact that it was affecting even you and like tricking you is exactly shows how powerful social media can be and how deceptive so I think that's another thing in terms of relationships is like it's so easy to go online and be like look at that happy couple kissing and that's just not how it doesn't matter what you're putting online you have to really focus on being in the moment communicating figuring out what you need to be happy and also at a certain point if someone isn't fulfilling your needs you can love them all you want but that's not enough to maintain a relationship or move in with somebody Totally. That being said, (laughs) if it is healthy and you do communicate and you can find love, living together, you guys, is awesome. (laughs) I liked it. When you told me this, I was like, I don't get it. I was like, I fully fully love it. I fully love living with Mike. It's like one of those things where I'm like, why didn't we do this sooner? You're always here. (laughs) We get to see each other. We get to come home to each other. All compared to my best friend, for instance. I have known my best friend since I was two. Yes. Emily, I love her to death. Of course. If we live together, 
we'd probably have a lot of fun. Yes. But I think it would be unhealthy because we'd fall into a pattern of doing nothing and seeing nobody. And I think we'd become I, codependent. I don't believe that that's true because that's not who you two are as people. And I think codependence is a big thing that people fall into and especially right. couples. And we have, we've lost many a couple to codependence <laughs> where we're like, and they've moved to the Valley and they will never, we'll never we'll see them again. Yeah, them. exactly. <laughs> yeah. That should be the hill that they literally die right. on is, the hill of the valley exactly uh, that goes that goes up to us and they don't quite make it back yeah codependence is bad don't do it right <laughs> we're both pretty self-aware like you're yes. i think you're aware of the fact that you're pretty stable i'm aware of the fact that i am anxious as hell oh i'm so oh jen it's so sweet that you call me stable <laughs> you're or you have a stable attachment couch. style <laughs> yeah, sure right sure. whereas mine is anxious yes. and i think that most people just don't have that self-awareness and like we're both open about the fact that we're in therapy totally but i look at some of my friends even and i've encouraged therapy or or talked about certain things from a psychological perspective and they just shut off they don't totally. want to hear it they don't want to see it's it it's a bummer yeah i don't think i always had a totally stable attachment style i think in my early 20s yeah I, it was absolutely like well we went on one date and i love him and i if he doesn't love me back i don't know what i'll do because he's the one and it's right. like well you knew him for three hours this is com this is insane yeah like, and it, i think attachment totally styles do change like that's yes. the thing is and i don't evolve. think right i don't think you're doomed if let's say you're an avoidant and you're with an no. anxious i think if you communicate effectively yes. what you what you are and you're self-aware enough about what you need then you can <laughs> shift and work on compromising. Totally. I just oftentimes don't think people have the self-awareness. Sure. Well, this is sponsored by therapy, you guys. Yes. I think what we're <laughs> getting to here therapist. is you can totally live together if you can find like peace in yourself and and understanding of how you operate so that you can then better understand your partner. Right. In order to do that, got a therapy. <laughs> yes. Song therapy. Like, therapy. I've we're doing sent so many friends to my therapist. Oh. It's gotten to the point where I've sent so many of my friends that it's become a conflict of interest. Really? Like, yes, <laughs> Kelly will literally be like, I got another referral do you know this person right. because i can't i can't take them That's i will so use funny. it to like economize my time like yeah. my best friend alex goes to the same therapist and i'll be like so alex already told you this story and she'll look at me and i'll just like wink at her i'm like okay so <laughs> yeah. she did and like continue going because i'm like right, i'm saving 20 minutes this is an expensive session right if you already know the information we're not getting back i'm not doing a recap really yeah here. um and we'll like get into it that's so funny um, but yeah it's it's just the best See, I I have a couple friend right now that lives together, and it, this is what amazes me. She was crying to me because her significant other wasn't doing things like buying her flowers. I think that's a love language thing. Sure. For me, and again, this was probably a toxic situation. Yeah. I was just like, I there was no communication at all whatsoever, and I could do no right. So I think that's obviously problematic when you're living with someone and absolutely right i'm also like i would say an empath so i try to go out of my way to like make other people feel accommodated absolutely and, and it was to a point of not taking care of my own needs so now when i'm in my own space i can be as selfish as i want and not have to worry about somebody else judging me and like even though i have a roommate he has his own room yeah i'm not worried about where he is all the time we do check in with each other like oh hey i'm going on a trip for mm -hmm. or like he was out of town for a month and I could like stroll around the house naked, do totally. whatever I want. Yes, but, the best. Right. But now I don't have some other person living in my same room in my same bed. Totally. I can like sprawl out, do whatever I want, sleep naked, not be judged for it. I could with That's my dog. It's crazy that you think you can't do that with, in a, with a partner. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I will say on a positive, 
I believe that you can and will, if you haven't already, find an attachment where you don't have to give your all in that capacity to that other person. Right. It's and whether definitely. that means living with a partner is right for you, because maybe it's not. And right. I, you know, again, I do have several friends who are just like, no, we love each other deeply and we're not living together. And it's yeah. like, great. Keep on keeping on. Yeah. But for, in terms of like, if your only reason to not live with someone is fear of giving yourself up, you're such an independent, powerful, wonderful person. <laughs> Jen, you're the best. Thanks. Jen. I know you will find somebody <laughs> and you and be able to have that attachment without, you know, right. without I think the it's fear. beyond just that. I think, you know, I, again, I have such a strange lifestyle compared to most people who have like a totally. traditional nine to five. Totally. I'm in a creative industry yes, and like dating in LA is chaos. Right. And the person I'm dating now is also in a similar lifestyle as me. But even let's say if I were to date other people, I, and they're in a nine to five, again, I, my schedule's so all over the place. I don't want to live with someone who is, you know, in a, especially in a similar industry as me where we're constantly in each other's space and mm-hmm. we have certain self-help needs to get through our chaos. Um, I think it's important to be able to retreat to my own space and handle totally. that on my own. Okay, you know, the other solution I think I have for this, would it change your mind if you were very rich and could get a very <laughs> big mansion? So anytime yes. you needed to wake up early, <laughs> you could just sleep in another room. I love or like, that. if you were sick, mm-hmm. like one of my bosses was like, I was sick, so like, you know, I retreated to the guest bedroom <laughs> and I was like, what a dream. That and then nobody wakes each other ideal. up. Because there's no coughing and everyone's like, great, that's, that's the I best. I love that, yes. If I had unlimited funds and yes. I lived in a mansion and I had my own wing of the mansion, yes. And it had a lock on the door. Yes, totally. 100%. That changes my mind. There you go. All right. So we just have to get her a whole bunch of money. Yeah. Uh, If anyone has a sugar daddy, I'm not going to sleep with him, but he can write me on his will. (laughs) And then you'll live with someone else. Exactly. I mean, he could live in the same house. I just won't sleep in the same bed as him or like do anything sexual. Technically, it would be a different. It would be like the roommate to the attachment. Exactly. I just want to be a roommate to a sugar daddy. (laughs) (laughs) Roommateswithsugardaddies.com. Are we on to something? How do we? find this that would be great and then i could live with my partner but we'd each have our own rooms in this mansion exactly perfect i love it that's great i need to get back to romance with sugar daddies (laughs) what does this look like what are they getting out of it so they companionship they can get a a specific uh allotted amount of time with me playing games sports it almost feels like volunteering at an old person's home exactly but they're just like craving where you're just living in this yeah i love that that sounds wonderful did we just start an empire i think we should let's (laughs) make an app should we quit our jobs and move in together with a sugar daddy i don't know why we didn't think of this sooner this should have been the hill um i love that so much Oh, this was an interesting line. Someone said that people are living alone significantly more frequently or not with their partners. And it's not because they're devaluing family. It's because they're redefining it in ways that are more expansive and allow for greater independence. So Mm -hmm. for those who are listening, who are super against anyone living separately from their partners, I think that's a little judgmental. And there's some beautiful language and literature out there about why it could be right for you. (laughs) Right. I look at some couples when they fear that a partner doesn't want to live with them. And I think that's another conversation that like, don't get so offended. It might not be anything personal. It could just be that person really values you and fears that moving in with you might 
destroy the beautiful thing you currently have sure but i think it's important to be on the same page with that that i agree with i i, I think as in any relationship right yeah. it's, that's almost to me bigger than do you care about getting married right. because in my mind living together is marriage yeah it's the same thing just well, without the tax there's benefit. compromising on that though in that like maybe there are some ways to accommodate the needs of like okay now you get a house key to the other person's house or totally or like a code or some there's some flexibility so, in well, that sure, and compromise but but like in the same way where as like for me like i do want a family so like someone who wanted to have kids right. was a non-negotiable for me yeah so i think like if you have a hard line of like i aspire to live with a partner and that person doesn't have that perhaps you can find it but it's also important to find someone who just has shares the same values right. understands you in the same way so that yes. you can you know totally instead of just being like don't get offended yeah then again <laughs> people shift and change in those thoughts they, too oh, which yeah. is 100%. always sad for partners who go into something expecting one thing and then being shocked that it changes uh, but people do grow and evolve and some people don't right. grow together and then you break up and then you find someone better suited for the new exactly you and, and maybe that's why we differ on this is that you think you can have a healthy relationship and live together and then grow apart and move out in my mind, I think I agree with you. I think let's you'd... be clear. I do not want that to happen. Right, right. But <laughs> That's I not think our relationship goals. Right. I think people can fall in love with multiple people throughout a lifetime. Yes. And to me, I don't necessarily think. I think the only healthy part of moving in with someone and then moving out is that phase where you rediscover your autonomy. So why go through the pain when you can just do that on your own but right now? What do you What do you mean? But then you don't get to experience the joy. Of living with a partner? Yeah. Wasn't there some joy and excitement of moving in together? Um, not in my relationship because I think it started off being something where uh, the person I was dating moved in to save himself money and was supposed to move out. There weren't defined circumstances. Right. So I had paid for all of the furniture in the space. He was getting a discount living there. Mm -hmm. And then he just never moved out. <laughs> Right. Man, Jen, unhealthy. Yeah, unhealthy. and then it got to Unfair. a point where he was saying we moved in together too soon and would not move out of the space for two years. So then I, it became a pattern where I was like uncomfortable being in the space asking him, well, since you aren't moving out yet, what's something I can do to make you feel happier while you're still here? And there was no timeline on when he was moving out. And now another aspect of my personal situation was that my family owned the townhouse. So I was getting a reasonable rate on rent. Realistically, I'm not gonna move out of the space. It had to be him. So I was caught in this weird communication lapse where he was, I couldn't tell if it was a threat that he was gonna move out, but it took over two years to get him out of the space that he wanted to move oh, out man. of. So again, not I'm the healthiest so, no, relationship. Yes. And I understand your negative feeling. It helps right. me further understand your feelings toward living together. Yeah. I don't know if I want to put myself into a situation where I'm even worried about those things. When I, I think if you have totally. enough trust and you're living in separate spaces and they're off doing their own thing and I'm off doing my own thing, that to me is more secure than living with some. I feel like even if I established that trust ahead of time and then moved in with someone, I'm worried that I would fall back into to a space of then distrusting the person or sure, vice versa. It's a fear that they that they will let you down. Yes. And, <sighs> that's a bummer. Yeah. That's a bummer. And it's <laughs> and it's possible. But right. it's also possible that they might surprise you and it might be Sure. But having separate spaces I think makes you crave the other person or miss the other person. Sure. Where you find comfort. Like I totally love comfort too, but I also 
I like the idea of a person I'm with being like, ah, oh, I miss Jen. And I want to be with someone who's ambitious and has a lot going on. Totally. And so that when they do have the free time that they want to spend it with me and it's valuable versus like being so readily available and in my space. And I'm like, why are you so available to do all these things for me? Like, I don't deserve this. Sure. But you could also live with someone who is fiercely independent and has jobs. Yeah, that's <laughs> right? true. Why is it that you're moving in with some bozo who's like <laughs> clearly cheating on you at 4 a.m., who's clearly like not respecting your privacy, right. sitting on the couch and invading your space? That's not what it is. You can also move sure. in with someone who has a job and a life of their own and independence and values in the same way that you have. And by share, by communicating and finding right. someone, like I think shared values is almost even more important than like like attraction with, yes. like, for the success of a relationship. Yeah. Because you you, you then wouldn't have these problems because yeah. that, that person knows to check in with you. That person knows that it feels uncomfortable to you. That person might know that now, because you've discussed it, that it triggers you in many ways if they're right. out late because it brings out old fears of ways that you've been hurt. Yeah. And by acknowledging that and knowing <laughs> that that is a thing, you could build a really tight bond with someone that sure. could lead to beautiful living together. Sure. <laughs> I, I think that that's a definite... Uh, rosy way of looking at it I still believe though that even if I find the perfect most compatible person yes. for me um even if it's like we both have two spaces that are somewhat shared I still love the idea of being able to go back to my shared my space that's mostly mine and honestly I respect that right <laughs> And I think a but lot of people respect, would feel the same way. Uh, they do. They absolutely do. Uh, but you also have to respect that some of us can live together in harmony. I do respect that. I just think it's a smaller pool. So of people. can you one more time this time tell me that you don't think me and Mike are doomed? <laughs> I, you know, based on this conversation and seeing that you have a secure attachment style, I think you and Mike will be in the small pool of people that Thank succeed. You. That's and all I love I wanted. you guys. <laughs> Thank you. We'll be in the that. in the four percent of successful. Uh, I don't know where you got these situations. numbers. I usually try to attempt to fact check. I didn't bother. <laughs> Guys, go on the internet. You can find pretty much anything you want on there. All of it's real. That was me making a cruel <laughs> comment off the off the front of the gate. I loved it. I loved it. I, I, clearly, it it, motiv it really got me going. That's for sure. Um, Jen, I think you've done a beautiful job of dying on this hill today. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, is there anything else that you'd like to just final last words about um, why you think sh couples shouldn't live together? I think my final last words would be don't be afraid to ask for what you want in a relationship because if you're trying to compromise just to accommodate the other person because you love them, you're ultimately going to be unhappy in the relationship and moving in with somebody to solve that unhappiness and find security is not a quick fix. That's beautiful. Beautiful last words. Thank you. And with that, I think you've successfully done on your home. <sighs> and real. I'm going to read you your eulogy. <laughs> we are gathered here today to celebrate the life of Jen Levinson, who died on the hill of couples should not live together. Jen is survived by many projects, including her short films Trust and Cut Purse that will be in a film festival near you, as well as her sweet angel pup Zoe Bear, which she got a sweet little tattoo of. I yeah. see it. You can also follow Jen's legacy on Instagram and Twitter at JenHarts247. Jen, thank you so much for sharing your last words with us today. We are so grateful for you and for your time here on this podcast and this earth. And we promise to bury you in a home alone without your significant other. Thank you. <laughs> 
Hey guys, thank you for listening to today's episode of Hills I'd Die On. If you're enjoying the podcast, feel free to rate it on Apple Podcasts and leave a comment letting me know what you like most. You can also reach out to me on Twitter at ByTaylorCox. I am always happy to hear thoughts or feelings or compliments or, of course, any hills you guys might be willing to die on yourselves. Thanks again for listening and hope to see you next week. Mm-hmm.